Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to Depictions Media Radio. Welcome back to Policy and Rights here on Depictions Media Radio. I am your host, Michael Cloggs, and in this next segment, um, we're going to hear from the United Nations uh, in a press conference on a few different topics, So, but I want to highlight, um, again, there is another mention of, of course, executions of protesters in Iran, and there is some discussion about how globally that we may be uh, letting down our children as far as human rights are concerned. That um, there is more we can do to protect human rights of children in general, globally, to protect, uh, one, their rights to, to health care, education, and protect them, uh, protecting children from things like war and um other things that 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 um western children just aren't exposed to and it should be be become a human right not a not a privilege to other children around the world that may be in refugee camps war torn areas and there's going to be some statements made about how more can be done to help our children. Um, there is other things that are that are sit- sitting in the General Assembly as far as human rights efforts are concerned, and we'll hear a brief statement about that also. And on a programming note. The Secretary General will hold an end-of-year press conference in this room at 10 a.m. on Monday, the 19th of December, so just a short week from now. Until then, do you have any questions for me? Yes, Betul. 
Thank you, Farhan. First, uh, a couple of follow-ups on uh, the SG's trip to Washington. What does he plan to uh, talk about with the U.S. officials uh, during his visit? And my second question is on the visit by Ms. Gambart to uh, Israel. Uh, can you just clarify if she's only visiting Israel or she's going to go to Palestine as well? Uh, she is going both to Israel and to the state of Palestine. So those are both part and of her travels. And the SG's visit and to Washington, and as uh, what does he want to talk well, as for the Secretary General's Russia. visit, periodically he does go to uh, Washington to meet with uh, members of, uh, of uh, the Senate and the House of Representatives to talk uh, about uh, UN affairs and the UN-US relationship. And uh, this is part of the process uh, by which we, uh, we keep um, the members of Congress, as well as the executive branch, apprised of the work that we do. And uh, I have my question now. Uh, Iran carried out its second execution uh, just this week. Um, what does, does the SG have any reaction? We know that the Human Rights Office uh, put out a statement calling for an end. Uh, does the SG plan to talk to the Iranian officials? What, what is his reaction? Well, yes, the Secretary General uh, certainly supports the call made by the Human Rights Office and shares the view, as they do, that there is no place uh, for capital punishment, and we want to make sure that, uh, that there is uh, n no further executions carried out. At the same time, the Secretary General uh, took, uh, reacted very strongly to this uh, latest execution. He believed that the circumstances of this were particularly cruel. Uh, yes, Edie. Uh, two questions. First, um, on Martin Griffiths, is he planning to reschedule uh, the press conference that we didn't have last week? Yes. Yes, he is. Unfortunately, he, um, uh, he had a, um, a health problem and was not able to make it last week, so we're rescheduling for early next, uh, next month. Okay. And... Um, I noticed that there's a UN report saying uh, nearly 4,000 children have been killed in Yemen's civil war. Um, what's going on with the negotiations to try and get the pause back? Uh, we are trying uh, uh, to uh, get the pause restored. And uh, as you know, Hans Grinberg, the special envoy who has been working with the parties on restoring the pause, has also appreciated the fact that there has not been any large-scale fighting uh, since the end of the pause. At the same time, of course, the situation on the ground is quite tense, and we want to make sure that, uh, that the sort of safety and stability that the people of Yemen were able to enjoy during the four months that the pause was in effect uh, will will be restored. Uh, yes, Benno. And Thank you. Um, I have a science question, so bear with me. Uh, multiple. Oh, this is my weak point, science. I'm sorry, but um, nuclear fusion. Did you see the reports? Should I ask you later? <laughs> I I have seen this report. Um, it needs to be studied, obviously, if there can be progress made in a way that can contribute uh, to the advancement of clean energy. That would be tremendously positive, but we'll need to study and see where we go with this. And, and that, is, that takes me to the very apex of my scientific knowledge. Yes, Maggie. 
I'd like to give you a math question now. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, Farhan, back to Iran. Uh, okay, the Secretary General is not happy about the circumstances, but ha is this something he's picked up the telephone to discuss perhaps with the Iranian permanent representative or someone higher, uh, the foreign minister perhaps? Well, uh, certainly we have made uh, our concerns known at various levels, and the Secretary General continues to do so. and uh, and. Even a month ago, as you know, when he was in touch with uh, the president and with the foreign minister of the Islamic Republic of Iran, he made our views known in terms of our concerns about the situation on the ground and, and uh, the need to allow peaceful protests to go ahead. But the situation has escalated since then, since now two protesters have been executed. In, in, and indeed. the German foreign minister says it's a blatant attempt at intimidation of the protesters. Does the secretary general agree with that uh, view? We certainly want to make sure that there's no excessive use of force and that uh, that uh, that the right to peaceful protest and the right to assembly uh, are respected. Right now on the ground, there are very disturbing signs that that's not happening. And on uh, uh, there was a lot of um, tension in Kosovo over the weekend. Do you have any guidance on uh, what's happening there with the Serbs in Kosovo? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, hold on. What I can tell you on that is uh, that uh, Carolyn Ziade, who's the head of the UN mission there, UNMIC, uh, expressed serious concern over the fragile security situation in northern Kosovo. Uh, in a tweet, she said that provocative actions that lead to escalation are unacceptable, including against uh, the European uh, Union's mission there, ULEX. It's critical, she said, that the political process resume in earnest and in good faith to bring long-lasting solutions, and to that end, she reiterated her call for de-escalation and restraint, and we support her in that call. And if I could just get one more, uh, since Ms. Gamba's in Israel and Palestine, uh, a 16-year-old girl was shot by the IDF and killed, um, and they did say they did it by accident. Um, does she have any statement on that? Uh, she, she has not made a statement on, on this right now, but of course she is going about her work, and, and uh, we expect that she'll have more to say as, as she uh, goes through her, her travels. Yes, uh, Dishi. Farhan, uh, first a follow-up uh, on the Secretary General's plan to visit the U.S. Senate. He, you said he will meet with the, the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations if I remember correctly. Uh, with the chairman and the ranking member of yeah. the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations, okay. so yes. So we know that uh, a month ago during his visit to ASEAN uh, summit, he said this, I quote, a divided global economy with two different sets of rules, two dominant uh, blah, 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 the decoupling must be avoided at all costs, talking about United, United States and China. Since he's already, he will be there himself. Will he tell these things to the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into the specifics of his meetings before he's held those meetings, but uh, but we expect him to deal with a wide range of issues, including uh, the relations uh, that the U.S. has with member states. Yes. Okay. My my second part uh, it's um, about the Green Deal. Today, the Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Vershinin, when accepting. Uh, interview said that he, he criticized the, the, the deal, said that most of the foods from, from Ukraine didn't ship to the poorest country. And he said there must be a revision of this deal. He said, he said this, he said primarily to, to uh, he said this deal, the shipment should primarily to 
uh, uh, no, sorry, again. The shipment now uh, primarily go to quite developed and well-off countries. But he said under the slogan of this, this deal has been broke, broke, uh, ha, uh, broke under under the, the, the slogan of ensuring food security, first of all, in the poorest countries of Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Um, what, what, what is the response from the UN on this? And more importantly, has the Russian side already tell, uh, told, told the UN about this rev revision idea? Well, on that issue, mm. any revisions would have to be handled by all of the parties to the deal, and so they would need to work it out ha with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and obviously, we'd let you know if something like that happens. Uh, that we're aware of, low, uh, you know, of discussions at different levels, mm. but there's no change to the, the deal that was brokered uh, in July. Now, on the other issue of where the, the, the aid goes, uh, I have to remind you that what we were trying to do is make sure that the ships would be able to travel, but when they travel, they're on commercial transactions. So ultimately, they go uh, to different countries based on the nature of those commercial transactions. We have had ships that are chartered, including ships chartered by the World Food Program, that are designed specifically to go uh, to poor countries and deal with aid there. But I would also point out that all of the travel, including the ones that are not directly going to the developing world, have been invaluable in making sure that food prices stabilize and, and go lower from, from the highs that they had hit earlier this year. And that in and of itself uh, is of tremendous assistance to people around the world. And if there are no more questions, uh, I'll, oh, you have one? Great. Um, on Saturday, before the execution happened this morning, uh, of Majid Rahnavad, um, in an open letter, 45 prominent Iranian activists asked the Secretary General as the highest authority at the UN to, and I quote, use every legal lever to mobilize the international community to directly and immediately call on the Islamic Republic to cease issuing such sentences. Um, my question is, what is the Secretary General's uh, response to this letter? And uh, during his visit to uh, DC, is he going to bring Iran up and is it going to be on the agenda? Well, uh, again, as I told your colleague Deji, I'm not going to uh, talk about what his meetings entail until he's held those meetings. Um, on, on the larger question of, of Iran, uh, the Secretary General has made clear, and, and he will continue to make clear with all interlocutors, uh, his desire to make sure that there are no uh, further uh, uh, cases of the death penalty carried out in Iran. And, and of course, we will also continue to deal uh, both with, uh, with our Iranian interlocutors and with others to make sure that our, our, overall, human, uh, our overall human rights concerns are addressed. Okay. Uh, yes. Sorry, uh, one last question. I don't, I don't know whether you read this report or not. Uh, I think it's U.S. time this morning. Um, the uh, the, I, uh, the uh, de facto authority of Afghanistan claimed that ISIS-K uh, attacked a hotel in Afga in Kabul, central area, uh, and they carried out they get, uh, the, the the de facto authorities said the, the security forces carried out the, the operation to kill three attackers 
uh, but two foreigners seem injured. Any, any reaction from the UN about this? this well, at this stage, our mission in Afghanistan, UNAMA, is mm -hmm. trying to collect information uh, on this. Obviously, we would be concerned about uh, any such attacks. Okay, uh, and I'll now turn over to Paulina Kubiak. Hi, good afternoon. At 1 p.m. today, President Chabakuroshi will participate in a meeting of the Group of Friends of Children and Sustainable Development Goals at UNICEF House. As we've been told many times, the Sustainable Development Goals are off track. The President will tell the group today that we are failing the next generation. About three-quarters of child-related SDG indicators either have insufficient data or show insufficient progress to meet the targets by 2030. The President will point to the SDG Summit and the Summit of the Future as well as our common agenda and ask how can we better advocate for a paradigm shift at the UN so children are seen as individual rights holders. And you'll have the full remarks once the President delivers them. The General Assembly this morning took action on reports of the Special Political and Decolonization Committee, that's the fourth committee. The committee has held 26 formal meetings during the 77th session, and during the course it adapted 34 resolutions and three draft decisions, and member states today took action on nearly all of these. Uh, this afternoon, as you know, the General Assembly was expected to discuss internal displacement in an informal plenary in their trusteeship. The plenary had to be rescheduled because Assistant Secretary General uh, Robert Piper, who was due to brief in his capacity as Special Advisor of the Secretary General on Solutions to Internal Displacement, could not be here. I'll let you know the new date for the briefing. Today is Universal Health Coverage Day, and I wanted to remind you that there will be a high-level meeting on this issue during UNGA 2023. Uh, that high-level meeting will have a political declaration, and President Koroshi has appointed two co-facilitators to lead the process on that, on that declaration. Ambassador Carolyn Rodriguez-Burkett, the permanent representative of Guyana, and Ambassador Surya Chindawangsa, the permanent representative of Thailand. And the President has asked that the consultations that they hold be scientific, uh, based on data and evidence. And he strongly encouraged member states to consider during their consultation all that science can offer to build a shared knowledge base and bring a common understanding. And then in terms of bilaterals today, President Koroshi will meet with Secretary General of the International Seabed Authority, Mr. Michael Lodge. So, yeah, Maggie. Sorry, uh, Paulina, um, is the Credentials Committee meeting this week or possibly even today? Have you heard about that? No, I mean, I've heard rumors, but I don't have any dates set. All I can tell you is that no report has yet been submitted to the General Assembly, so I don't have a date for when the actual General Assembly will take action on it. Please. Thanks, Paulina. When will the General Assembly vote on the second committee resolutions? Is it the 14th or the 15th? Uh, excellent question, and I should have that in front of me, and I don't. While I'm looking it up, are there any other questions for me? Okay. You know what, I don't want to waste your time, so give me, um, I'll, I'll email you. Thank you so much. Thanks. One of our most valued um, assets as human beings has nothing at all to do with money. 
although if we use our voices and our time well we might find lots a big pile of money placed somewhere yes but it isn't our most valued valuable asset and in this corporate world that we live in um, that the corporations and even our government based on those corporations tries to tell us that money is so valuable to us it isn't the most valuable thing that we have our most valued thing is our voice and our time and how we use our voice is extremely important the reason why we're seeing an uprise especially of executions in Iran is because they want control of those voices they don't want women speaking out against them they don't want more importantly they don't want any type of protesters speaking out against them they want to silence the protests and one of the ways that they figure that they can silence those protests is by executing those who are protesting. Just maybe, and I do just mean just maybe, if we outside of Iran were to send a loud vocal message back about the executions and they send a vocal message back about the education and the job placement of women and in the end at the same time we were to state that same message about any others who try to oppress or deny a person based on gender faith or physical appearance the ability to thrive in our in in our society maybe the, a lot of things would actually change and that is one of the big reasons why we do each and every podcast and broadcast we do is because we want those voices heard loudly clearly so that we know that we're all human beings and we're all worthy of the right to be happy the right to clean water clean air and a wonderful and fruitful life thank you for listening to us it's always a pleasure to take up the mic and be able to speak about how wonderful life is and how wonderful life can be for all of us if we just recognize that we're all human beings thriving for the same things in our lives. So please do click on that subscribe button wherever you see it and we thank you again for choosing Depictions Media.
This show has been produced by Depictions Media. Please contact us at depictions.media for more information. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.